This episode of Neighbours is supported by Beamly, the social and content network for TV. Check out Beamly.com. Welcome to Neighbours, the Neighbours recap podcast. I am Thea. And I'm Kate. And we are live from the Pirate Net Studios, which is... Now the yeah off air cafe. No yeah. one's been in the off air bar for weeks. We're pretty set no. in here. Look, there's a thin layer of dust on my um, packing crate table here. <laughs> yeah, they're not getting much traffic. I don't know what mm. the waterhole and Harold's are complaining about. And now, okay, we're recording this on Valentine's Day, mm. and I think we should mention firstly that there's a special treat going on today in mm. in a Melbourne shopping centre. Yeah. And I'm so sad we're not there right now. Look, it's a wasted opportunity for us. Stefan Dennis, Paul Robinson, is at Fountain Gate Shopping Centre reading out people's Valentine's Day messages. Yeah. Over the PA. (laughs) He's at the concierge desk. I'm not even lying. This is a real event that's happening. I'd like to think he's he's got like Santa's grotto set up so you can go there, maybe sit on his knee and he'll just kind of whisper into your ear. It just reminds me of a few years back when Luke Perry went to one of the conventions in the US, like <laughs> Comic-Con or whatever, and he set up a booth and people just, there's all these pictures on the internet of really awkward people mm. trying to cozy up to Luke Perry and mm. him just looking miserable. Oh, um, for our English listeners, Fountain Gates, where he's at, is actually the shopping centre which inspired the one from Kath and Kim as well. Yes, another great series. Yeah, we look. We did toss up going to Fountain Gate today, and then we went not going that far. Yeah, it's too far. Now, okay, let's do some tweets of the week before we jump in to last week's recap. So much happened last week, including probably one of my favourite stories in a long time, <laughs> which was the Valentine's Day story. And it was they're still keeping up the few weeks of um, sauciness as well. Oh, uh, it's just raunch city. So mm. we'll get to that. But let's cover off a few of the tweets of the week. At 4K, get them cashed up kids to pay board, which is what we've been saying for a long oh, time yeah. about the Turner kids. And Lou, he's surely on the pension. Yeah. This, okay, this is one of my faves at Ajo underscore Melb. This is about the soundtrack playing whenever Naomi and Brennan got it on. <laughs> it sounds like a Nando's restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a bit of, you know, Spanish slash Mexican slash yeah. Portuguese. <laughs> it's all very Passion nebulous. <laughs> and at Knickknack Ninja. Hashtag ceramic pig storyline, the underwear thief. Mm, controversial. Controversial. Mm. I would have gone for the garbage in uh, the council yeah, crisis. Yeah. But hey, it's where um, everyone's opinion's valid, though. Yeah, of course. One man's <laughs> ceramic pig is another man's treasure. <laughs> oh, finally, at Team Rebecca, petition to burn all of Toadie's new shirts and get back all of the ones from the last few years. No, you see, they, they banned incinerators in Melbourne a good, you know, 20 years ago. Okay. And I think it was due to people burning tyres. And there's the, judging by the polyester content of his shirt, <laughs> it would cause like a smog in Melbourne. Bushfire. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. So let's go back to Monday, which is episode 7056. Imogen is rescued by a sexy new stranger. Paul tries to negotiate with the union. There's a tease if ever I heard one in a <laughs> promotional blurb. And will Brennan and Naomi finally get it on? So now we open up the week with Imogen hungover in a garden bed. At Lassiter's. Yes. And she's in her toga from the toga party, which isn't really a toga. Yeah. It's just a pretty dress. Yeah. Oh, and she's woken up and she's wearing a cheesel ring on her finger. Oh, yeah. That doesn't happen. No, you you, you, you eat them. You eat that when you're in your drunken stupor. Exactly. You wake up with orange crumbs all over your lips. 
<laughs> and Ty- so Tyler arrives and he's Mark Brennan's younger brother. Yep, and his hair is straight out of 1993. Yeah, well, he's, oh, he's got a bit of the Taylor Swift bob happening. Or he's trying to make it happen. <laughs> Because it's very on trend. Yeah. It's got, it's, he got Kim Kardashian's new haircut before she did. <laughs> Plausible family casting, I must say. Oh, yeah. They do look really similar, yeah. don't they? I mean, they're both practically male. They're male models, so it's the, not hard. It's certainly an easier you know, relationship to, to gauge than, say, Lauren and Paige. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Because Lauren and Paige look like they're, like they're from different ethnic backgrounds. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tyler... Well, at this stage, we don't know who he is, but this guy picks up Imogen. She's drunk. Mm. She's passed out. Puts her on the back of his motorbike and rides her on home. Like, looks through her wallet, finds her ID and drives her home. Yeah. Which is does sound pretty shonky because I think what I'd do is possibly just nudge her into the recovery position and go and find a, a local shopkeeper or something. Yes. He's, so, the, the decent thing to do, the less creepy thing to do, again, he's already going through a wallet. Mm-hmm. Get someone's phone number. Yeah. Call mum in her phone. Exactly. Or home. Home and mm. get someone over to pick her up. Yeah, yeah. Don't just take her away. No, it is creepy. So Imogen stumbles through the door and let's take a moment to congratulate Imogen, Ariel Kaplan, for the most amazing hungover acting mm, I've mm. seen in quite some it's time. pretty good. Though, oh, she fell off the bike when they oh, pulled up, right. put up at Ramsey Street. She has perfected the stumble. Mm. She had the stumble... She had the groggy talking. Uh, mm. She had the. She was falling all over the couch. It was perfect. Yeah. So yeah, then she gets in and um, Drab and Josh. Is, Josh, they're having their breakfast. Yeah. yeah. And look, Drab's pretty um, judgmental about Imogen's <laughs> state, considering you know he would have been pulling bongs with the best of them back in the day. For sure. <laughs> and it's like the, her first offence. Like she's been a perfect model student for most of the time and this is her first bender and they can't cut her one bit of slack imagine if you'd copped a a caning from your parents every time you got drunk when you were 18 (laughs) i wouldn't have actually been able to leave the house (laughs) okay our problem is half her family was at that party her brother was at the party exactly still was at the party her best friend was at the party her best friend's mum was at the party no one was her minder no one said Imogen's hammered. Exactly. Let's stick by her. She only weighs about 35 kilos, so yeah. it takes about a drink to get her absolutely munted. Yes. And no one's looking out for her. That's not what friends do. Not cool. Not yeah. cool, guys. And then they're blaming her, despite the fact she would have blacked out for most of the night. Yeah. So they are, everyone's way too pious about Imogen, considering they all left her there. Then Daniel yeah. comes by and he tries to act like... Yeah, like he's her... Brother slash boyfriend. Yes. He's got mm. this weird possession of her. I, look, if I was Imogen and I was feeling that rough, I'd say, just say, get out of my house. Yeah. Get out of my face. So then she tells him that, he's like, how did you get home? She said, oh, this guy with a motorbike brought me home. And he's like, how dare you get on a guy's motorbike? Oh. It's like, you know what? He helped her at least. Exactly. It was creepy, but he helped out. <laughs> and so when Daniel's at Harold's store, he spots... Tyler's motorbike helmet. Yeah, and well, and look, there can only be one biker at a time in Erinsborough. Correct. We've had Lusicus in the past. <laughs> we've had Steph in the past. Now we've got Tyler. It's probably the same bike at the Wickerbrack <laughs> shop. They're like, oh, I'll buy, I'll buy that one. And well, he points out that that's the guy that picked up Imogen and brought her home. Yeah, and then Paige loses her. She just lunges mind. at him. Cause, and then because Tyler makes the 
some like some sexist comment about oh she was really enjoying it yeah yeah just being a bit of a douche like she was asking for it it was some really hideous comment Mm -hmm. so great first impression of tyler and Paige lunges for him and this rando cop in the background yes yes who was he we have a new cop i'm pretty excited we never yeah. see him down at the badly lit police station. No, well, that's because he's in the shadows. <laughs> True. We've just never seen him. He's behind a pot plant or something. And he stops the fight but then hauls in Paige and Daniel and Tyler to the cop shop. Mm. You would think that there would actually be more cops in Harold's considering the police station is next door. Yeah, they'd be going back and forth for their donuts and coffees all yeah. the time. Now, all right, Naomi and Brennan. My mm. heroes of the week. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been such a good storyline oh, so far. It was their time to shine. I care more about them than any other relationship Same. I've seen on this show in years. Same. Oh, they've really sold the chemistry. It's just yeah. been sizzling. So Naomi's going jogging. That's the other fun thing I love. They're always doing something active, those yeah. two. Something re- they're, they're, really, they're all about their bodies and their fitness. See, Paige just used to beat the crap out of the boxing bag. Yeah. And everything they're doing is suggestive. So then they're doing this mm. this stretch where he's basically got his arms around her. What kind of exercising is that? Because I would like to do that, please. Like what? <laughs> Possibly with detective mechanic as yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. If that's what you do at a gym, then I'm there. Mm. And he says, oh, why don't you come around and we'll do some yoga? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, reading between the lines, I wouldn't have thought that was yoga either. <laughs> no, no. So Naomi's like, sure, yeah, yoga, awesome. She puts on a sexy red dress. But that said, that dress didn't really show enough cleavage. I thought she could have worn that dress to the fancy restaurant at Lasseter's. Yeah, and I think because they had the flamenco music playing in the background every time she walked in. (laughs) And I have just seen Strictly Ballroom, the musical, and loved it. And she looked like she'd just come from stage. Like she was just doing a bit of Paso Doble in Strictly Ballroom and then arrived in that red number. Yeah, but without the rose in between her teeth. Yeah, that's all she was missing. So she walks in, but he's got to play yoga mat on the living room floor yeah. like a fool. Yeah. Don't put the yoga mat down. No, no. And imagine it would smell. It would smell well, like yeah. old sweat too. Yeah. <laughs> so she, Naomi's like, oh, no, he meant actual yoga. Yeah. and But straight away he shuts that down. He's like, no, no, I just didn't want to seem like a creep. And Well, he, he moved Priya's couch out of the way. <laughs> He's still got Priya's stuff. Actually, well, could well be Priya's um, yoga mat as well. Yeah. Get some new stuff, Brennan. Mm. Go to Ikea. So the great thing was he just grabs her and kisses her and says, no, no, I, there was no yoga. It was great. It was really steamy. Mm. It was really good. But then the phone rings and he gets hauled down to the police station to bail out. Bum, bum, bum. His long lost brother. Yeah. And poor Naomi's left there kind of fanning her face. Poor Naomi. She needs a good session in the hot tub after that, I think. Yes. Although, look, there's a lot of people sharing that hot tub. It's Look, it's basically a soup. It's, it's, it's more of a broth at this stage. Yuck. <laughs> okay. And now we don't need to even really mention this the next story very yeah. much because it's... what? What was I going don't on? know. I feel like it's the start of a mini series. This and this is going to like <laughs> foreshadow some massive problems in the future. But it's like a boring mini series. So there's lots of rubbish. I can't even talk about it. Oh, you yeah, left over from the um bloody the uni, toga party. The uni party, yeah. And Chris, Which, the uni was never at Lassiter's. No, and look. And if that was the case, they would have a hell of a lot more customers in Harold's. And all the rubbish would have been is a whole stack of empty bottles. All the empties and all the empty paper cups. Exactly. And out the back of Lasseter's, they would have a massive big recycling yes. um, skip. So Chris finds to rage, 
because he's working at Lasseter's now and says all the dumpsters are at capacity. And Terage is like, mate, use your initiative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Terage, you employed poor Christos to save your own son's bacon because yeah. he brain damaged poor Chris. Yeah. Don't be expecting him to make kind of independent thought processes, solving problems. You didn't interview this guy. You didn't look at his resume. You just said, come and work for me. Exactly. He can't empty out a bin. That's on you. Exactly. Poor Christos. And so now Tarot just snapping at Paul to call waste management because he's the mayor and now the rubbish union are outraged. I have so many issues with this. One, that Lasseter's doesn't have a private garbage contractor. Yeah. What is with that? They, they just, would 100% have a private garbage no, no, contractor. No, they just put the bins out. They just put the bins out on every Monday night. Well, look, this is why Aaron's Borough Council can't afford to do both a festival and plant trees because they're, they're getting rid of all of Lasseter's no, rubbish. They can only do one thing at a time. Yeah. So, look, I don't know what's going to go, what's going to happen there, but we can thankfully leave the rubbish storyline. Now, Tuesday... Oh, um, I remember I, I called him Detmec Junior. Oh yeah, so Tyler, Tyler's in town. I'm having, well, I'm having trouble figuring out what to call him, and so is Imogen because she was mm. saying, "Oh, Brennan," and Tyler's like, "Brennan." It's like, yeah, your brother. I call him Brennan. Oh. Everyone calls him Brennan. He was so confused by that. It's like that's your last name, Tyler. Keep up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do we call Tyler Brennan? And we call, of course, Brennan Detective Mechanic because he's yeah. both of those or things. Or in shorthand for Twitter friendliness, I call him Detmec. Detmec. And then we have Detmec Jr. Mm. So, yeah, well, keep us posted. What do you call Tyler? That would be handy to know. Floppy hair. So we can streamline this. Yeah. Mm. The hair. <laughs> the hair. <laughs> so he, he's, he's arrived home and he walks into De- Detective Mechanic's place and just chucks his stuff everywhere. And we know that... Mm. Brennan is a neat friend. Yeah, you can pretty much hear the odd couple theme starting at this stage. <laughs> yep. Oh, so this is the episode where we find out all of the Brennan backstory that we've never had in three mm-hmm. years. We knew he had a dad, and that was basically it. Because remember the dad was contacted when he went into um, witness protection. Oh, yes, yes. But, um, yeah, I don't think we'd heard other family before. But nah, I'm sure they, they I, got I could the dad. be corrected on that. <laughs> they got the dad to pa- pass the message on. Like, yeah. just tell the rest of the kids that the brother's gone. Yeah. And it wasn't – look, I can understand if his family really doesn't want anything to do with him considering, you know, they were told he was dead. Yeah. They yeah. would have dealt with their grief and moved on. They've got mm. closure and now they've got to uncover all that again. Mm. But so now we've got the Hort youngest brother. So um, Detmec, <laughs> he's the oldest brother. Yep. Then apparently there's two sisters. No, I thought there was two brothers and a sister because you've got Darren oh. down the mines. Well, but that was the thing. I'm pretty sure he actually said he had two sisters – but then they also referred to Darren down the mines. So I don't know who he was. Oh. Maybe we need to... Um... Maybe there's five Brennans. <sighs> Look, either way, Darren down the mines needs to get up out of the mines and come to Erinsborough if he looks anything like his brothers. I'd like to think that Darren down the mines like, has even better guns than his brothers. <laughs> so here's our petition, neighbours. Get Daz in. We want Daz. Daz Brennan? Yeah. Because we've had Close a, the mine. There's been a Darren in the past. Remember Darren Stark? Of course I do. Yeah, yeah. He was banging Libby. Yep. Cheryl's son. He still is, I think. Didn't they reunite a few years ago? He's, they're back on. They're long. They're endgame. No, no. They broke up and then she's living the sad life up oh, in um, Ballarat. Right. Oh, Libby. Oh, well. Never a happy ending for <laughs> Libby. Uh, okay, so Daz. We want Daz Brennan. The sister can come too. She's probably beautiful. Oh, yeah. Th- those jeans. She'd be hot. Yeah. 
Um, she might look suspiciously like Paige, I reckon. Yeah. And we, mm. Oh, that's creepy, though. Is yeah, that why yeah. he's attracted to Paige? I think so. I think so. Like, the dark hair, dark <laughs> eyes. Okay. So, Detnick Jr. gets out of the shower, has his floppy hair in a bun. Top knot. Yep, yep. <laughs> and shows Brennan the job ad from the local paper for the um, motor mechanic at Fitzgerald Motors. Oh, he's shown his own ad back at him. Well, I don't think Detmec knew anything about this ad. Oh, right. right. Yeah. So, um, look, I took a screen cap of that and we, we put it up on the Neighbours Facebook page just yes. so if anybody else is interested in applying, you can ring Danny. They've got her phone number there. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. We yeah. should call that number, actually, and see where it goes. It doesn't actually look like a legitimate oh, Melbourne okay. number. I was hoping we'd get Neighbours <laughs> Art Department. <laughs> hey, guys. How's your JPEG file? But we now know the address of Fitzgerald Motors. What, well. is what is it? It's 235 Power Street, Aaronsboro. Power Street? Yeah. That uh, means Grease Monkeys on Power Street as why? well. If, and the bric a brac. They, they should mention Power Street all the time. Like just going down to Power Street. Street. Yeah, it's the rough end of town. Going to go and catch the bus. It's got a better ring to it than Ramsey Street. <laughs> So he wants to work with his brother and live with his brother. Yeah. Oh, because it turns out that their dad is a mechanic, which I don't yes. think I, I knew that previously. Because I, I did actually wonder why, after years of being a cop, Brennan was like, oh, I'll try my hand at me- me- yeah, mechanics. Yeah, he, he took it up like a hobby. Yeah. So and he, suddenly he's a qualified mechanic. So they've kind of retconned and said, oh, actually, he's always been tinkering with cars because his dad taught him. And so... Mm. That still doesn't make him qualified, though. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you know, I bake a cake sometimes, but I'm not going to go work at... Yeah, you're not going on Great Davis British Bake Off. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. So we can leave them for the minute because we'll... Let's touch on Amber. Poor little Amber. I had so many hopes for her at the start of the year. You know, she yeah. was going to she, she reevaluate like her choices. Embraced and... her in a Helen Reddy as well. <laughs> But no, she's gone back to being a girlfriend Ugh. or slash fiance. And nothing else. No, that's it. She's a little shadow of herself. So now she's got the bridal magazines out and mm. sitting with her family. And now she, they're going to come into some money because the, the Turner parents are going to sell their house to the kids. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Buy their house from the kids. Yeah, yeah. Just look, we'll get to the terrible decision that this is. Now, Matt has been moonlighting. And the place where he is moonlighting is actually out the back of the neighbor's studios. Yeah. He's, he's, he's working security at the boom gates in Nunawading where you drive in to the neighbor's lot. Which if there's any like prisoner, Cell Block H fans from ye olde days, yeah. they'll recognise that boom gate very well as being the external security gate for Wentworth Prison. Yeah, it's a, it's a veteran of the Australian showbiz <laughs> landscape, that boom gate. <laughs> So he's been moonlighting, but then he finds out when he gets his first paycheck that it's D'Amato Industries. Yes, yes. Matt's really sad. He has to quit the job because D'Amato's dodge. And now he says to Lauren, we have to ask the kids for help. Yeah. Oh, my God, Vaya. There was just so much virtual eye rolling going on okay. this week. So their mortgage just went through. It hasn't even been two weeks. Yeah, and they can't afford to make the they first payment. They can't make their first payment. If the bank saw that they couldn't yeah. make one payment, they wouldn't have given them a mortgage. There is absolutely no way they would have qualified for that mortgage because banks are really tough on that sort How of thing. How did they get yeah. this? It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, they just must have lied on their application. Uh, it's, it just makes no sense how, how they're in this position. So then they ask the kids and the kids are like, oh, there goes all our partying plans with all this yeah. money. Piss, I still want to punch Bailey in the face. Oh, Bailey's just... 
got all this pent up sass that he's Mm. unleashing. And so Amber says, of course, we're going to help you. She rings up the bank because they said, we're about to transfer all this money into a trust fund tomorrow. So Mm. I'll call them and put a stop to that and Mm. we can help you out. She gets on the phone to the bank and then we find out. She has a confused look on her face at this stage. It's look at, Probably wasn't the call for Amber to make. She probably <laughs> should have given that phone to Paige or Bailey. Yeah. All the money is gone. Yeah. All the money is gone. Now, my first thought leapt immediately to Munter going, he's living it up in Bali. <laughs> he's gone to live in Bali for the next 30 years. So Mason, who's in Darwin. Which is a hop and a skip from Bali. Yeah, he's working in a hotel. He's gone, cha-ching, not anymore. <laughs> I'm going to go live in a hotel now. Yeah, get on the old bintang. <laughs> Um, and it's been stolen. But the thing is, apparently, yeah, the money's been taken out over a week and not one of the four account holders has checked the balance in that time. No, if I got into that much money, it's like 800,000 between the three or four, the four kids. Yeah, yeah. If I had 200k in my bank account. I'd be looking at that and just kind of going. (laughs) That'd be my screensaver. Exactly. (laughs) I would just be staring at that all day. And if one cent was missing, I would know. So, okay, some problems. Now, Naomi. Okay, Naomi's sexually frustrated because there was some coitus interruptus the night before Mm, and she mm. didn't get to do her thing with Detective Mechanic. And one of my lines of the week is from Naomi when she says, Mm -hmm. I just, she's talking to Georgia, she's having a DNM, and she says to Georgia, I just want to use his glorious body the way that nature intended. (laughs) That does sound wrong. The way you read it then just makes it sound like it's out of Rocky Horror or something. (laughs) Actually, but Georgia's response was one of my um, favourite lines of the night. Oh, yeah. Georgia described her husband's aunt, Naomi, as being a beautiful, sexy woman. And may that day never come where I refer to my husband's wife, husband's (laughs) aunt, as a beautiful, sexy woman. You're really sexy, Auntie Naomi. (laughs) (laughs) You're hot. (laughs) And so Georgia tells Naomi just to get herself over there. Like, what are you doing? Mm. You always get what you want. Go over there. Mm-hmm. And she does, and the flamenco music starts up. Yeah, because she's got the old cliched um, trench coat with trench, nothing on underneath. Trench coat over her undies. Yeah. It's fantastic. She looked like Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> Which isn't all that sexy for someone in, you know, Mark's um, demographic. No, no. Although Carmen Sandiego is very sexy. <laughs> now, if you're into video game characters. So... She grabs, like, she opens up her trench coat and there she's trying to pash him and he's trying to mm. tell her my brother's in the next room mm. and she doesn't listen and then Tyler strolls on out. Yeah, is that when he comes out with just a towel as yeah. well? And he's, yeah. he's looking pretty pleased with himself at that stage, isn't he? Yeah, they haven't wasted one day no. in getting that kid in a towel. Yeah, yeah. And look, I've, I said this, like, in the last episode of Neighbours last year, but that kid has better guns than Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's look, he knows, he's got his... Gig or neighbours coming up, he's mm. going to get match fit. Yeah. Naomi bolts out of there and then Tyler starts mentioning the girls of Ramsey Street, like, oh, Imogen Willis was all right. I gave her a lift home. Paige, that girl Paige is pretty hot. And Brennan just shuts that down. Mm. Like, Let's not talk about that. So I guess Brennan, I don't know, there's a kind of a flicker on his face, like he doesn't want to talk about Paige or he doesn't want his mm. brother thinking about Paige. And then that's when he heads on over to Naomi's house. Mm. So I was a bit disturbed by that switch, how that worked for him. It's like, oh. I don't... Well, it flipped some sort of switch in him. For sure. 
because then the next thing you know, he's throwing open Naomi's door, jumps and makes out with her, and then they take it to the bedroom. Yeah, like she didn't even have a chance to say, oh, my mum's just putting my underwear back in my room. (laughs) But you know what? One thing I thought when I saw that, I thought, I wonder if Naomi sleeps in Kate's old bedroom because he's been there before and I'd like to think that Kate's ghost is just sitting in the corner watching them with her arms crossed. Look, I found it very interesting that Kate has not been brought up once. Thank God. I was so happy when she died. Yeah, look, I know we all were. Well, you and I were. Yeah. Some viewers Uh, still still hold a candle. (laughs) But like if they can find Kate on Bold and the Beautiful now, that's fine. That's where you need to go for Kate. (laughs) And I also found it interesting that Tyler didn't even give him condolences. Like, oh, mm. how are you coping since the death of your partner? Like, nothing. Oh, I think I'd just be like, you know what? I don't give a crap at this stage. <laughs> you were dead to us, literally dead to us. I don't give a crap about your dead fiancé. Now, Wednesday, this is a, a little bit from the blurb, is an underwear thief is loose on Ramsey Street. Ooh, It's quite a mystery, that one. I've got a couple of Unsolved. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll get to that when we yep. get into it. So the cliffhanger from Tuesday was that all the money's gone from the Turner account and Bailey's sass is ramped up. Oh, he is so entitled. Yeah. You didn't even know you had this money until about a month ago, mate. Yeah. How about I just punch you in the face? He's acting like a cashed up bogan Mm. and it's not cool. So someone's been withdrawing money every day for a week and then after some investigation, they find out that it's Paige's identity. Oh, and you know what? I, you know what I would have done first thing? I wouldn't have even worried, to be to be honest. So I would have just raised a claim with the fraud department with the bank. That's what they should be doing. Well, yeah. another dark day for Erin's police station. They weren't advised to do that. <laughs> no, because then good old dad cop took the computer straight into work yeah, I don't even to think get he, it checked out. I don't out. even think he asked Paige if he could take her laptop. No, he just no. says, I took Paige's laptop to the IT department. So he's blown the case right open yeah. because, frankly, they should have just – you know, like burned that computer and said, oh, I don't know how they got the logins. <laughs> Must be a flaw in your security system. Give me my money back. So they're all fools. And Bailey mm. should have been the one to Google this and advise them on a course of action yeah, instead yeah. of sassing everybody. But mm. he didn't. So, and the guys down at the cop station reckon the bank's not obligated to reimburse them. Yeah, because they're experts on that. No, I'd be raising all hell yeah. with the bank about this. Go to the bank. We don't even have a bank in Erinsborough. Someone should open one. So now... That actually could be the most boring storyline this year if they open a community bank at Lassiter's. Hey, we've got a nursery. (laughs) She keeps her cash registers outside. I don't think they have much need for payments. She doesn't have a fence. Now, then they find out that there's been a key logging program installed onto Paige's laptop. Look, that must be the Lauren side of her genes coming through, the really dumb yeah, side. which is mixed in with a bit of Brad's. Yeah. You don't want to mess around in that Petri dish of dumb. <laughs> because who would have thought that Bryson from Nigeria would be responsible <laughs> for a bit of um, the stolen cash? No, but she thought he was from Queensland. Oh, of course. So this is the guy, just to recap, Paige has been sexting this rando that she met on Facebook somehow. Yeah, he went to pick her up on Facebook, which just, is very strange. Does that happen? I think he just friend requested her. Mm. Like, you and then can just de- called her hot. You can deny that request, Paige. You exactly. Can, you can deny. Look, she, every character has flaws, and we do love Paige, but we this is one of the biggest flaws that she yeah, didn't, yeah. that her alarm bells didn't go off. Look, I guess she was, you know, new to town. She didn't have any friends, just to no. hang out with her family all the time. Yeah. So Bailey finally does something useful and plugs Bryson's picture into the search engine. 
capital letters the search engine and does a reverse (laughs) image search. Which, oh my God, I was head slapping at this stage. Because they should have done it six weeks ago. If I was Paige, I would have done that with the very first photo I received. She's like, oh, these are all of his photos. I'm like, how do you know that, Paige? Yeah, no. This could be anybody. That's that's more of the laws coming through. Definitely. And so Bailey works out that this guy's from the US, he's in the army or something. And actually it's... It's a different identity. It's some guy called Patrick and Bryson's Who's just in assumed. the military or something. Yeah. So she's been catfished, which we picked ages <laughs> ago. And now dad cop lashes out at Paige and she says, it's not even your money. Yeah. And he says, no, it's not your, it's not my money. It's your siblings money. Oh, what ifs, mate. Meanwhile, he got a mortgage that he can't pay. You couldn't pay one week of your mortgage, dad cop. Yeah. Let's oh. not throw judgment around. Yeah. And so Paige decides... Even just a mortgage calculator, a free mortgage calculator on a bank's website would tell you that, no, you can't afford to pay an $800,000 mortgage. Now, Paige decides she's going to problem solve this. She's going to set a honey trap and Mm. she will invite Bryson to Melbourne to come and see her. That's going to end well. But also, why would he take up this invitation? If if I've just successfully stolen $800,000 from this random Australian girl... And mm. then she's like, hey, come see me. I'd be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm sorted. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to the Bahamas. <laughs> see you later, sweet. But no, Bailey, and Bailey's like, maybe you shouldn't. Stop. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't really warn her it's at like, all. just die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so lingerie thief. We've got the money thief and now we've got the lingerie thief. So, look, I've got a few theories on this. Okay. One of which was um, put forward by Sheila pretty early on, that it's Lou. Lou's the underwear Yeah, Lou's thief. Dodge. He's Dodge. He fits the profile. He's a dirty perv. Yep. That's okay. it, really. That's the profile. <laughs> <laughs> then my second theory, that maybe it's um, Junkie Erin stealing the underwear because um, she's probably selling it in Japanese vending machines. Oh, Kate, I just don't think Junkie Erin's coming back. I know we want her Come to. On. I know we want Junkie Erin back. Then my third theory, maybe it's Loz. They're pretty tight for cash. <laughs> Everybody needs new undies now and then. Maybe she's just gone around and, and grabbed some. Like, but George's undies, how much are they worth? Where's she getting her undies from? That, look, and look, one plot hole for me was apparently Sue's wears sexy underwear. She's wearing cotton towels. She's postmenopausal. She doesn't care at this stage. But, look, I think she does have cotton tails, but I think the blue box houses a special collection that she dips into. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because she says her favourite pair is missing. The coffee-coloured pair with the diamantes. Diamantes aren't good for the wash. I just, I would stay no, away from diamantes. I don't know anyway. about coffee colour being sexy either. No, it looks like flesh colour. Sounds like brown undies to me, love. <laughs> and now Sonia's lingerie's gone missing. And also I want to raise the question, does everyone on the street have saucy knickers? I'm also calling bullshit on Sonia wearing sexy underwear. Yeah. The woman wears hemp and caftans. Yeah, well, maybe that was sexy to her. <laughs> She's been through her share of trashy lingerie back in her day. Yeah. I'd, look, she's just wearing full coverage now. Yeah. Then Carl's walking around with a wedgie. <laughs> oh, actually, another theory yeah. on the underwear stealer. Harold. Oh. He's back. He's stealing undies. And he, he needs a new tuba muffler. And maybe he's just doing a donation run for the salvos. <laughs> he's just cutting exactly. he's just cut out the middleman. <laughs> Aaron's put in a request. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
You know what would solve this issue yeah. rather than all the women getting together for a powwow? Clothes about... horses. That's, yeah, that's a very cheap. Hanging your underwear inside. Setting up a webcam in your back window. Oh, yeah, Like maybe sure. by the kitchen sink. Yeah. Aimed at the um, hills hoist. Bang, done. We know who the thief is now. Yeah. Oh, look. Hang on, I've just solved it. <laughs> there is, there's a lot of ways they could have gone about this and they did not. Mm. Now, Carl's, Nate's weirded out by Carl, who says he's trying to get used to some new underpants. And Nate's just like, why do I live with these people? This is weird. And... Susan goes to the lingerie shop and buys up big. She's gone hashtag treat yourself and has bought all the fancy knickers in the place. She's got like five gift bags. Which is not going to turn on Carl. He's such a tight ass that he's just going to do a bit of a... (laughs) No, he's like, I hope you kept the receipts. Yeah. And also Susan's telling everyone that she's buying naughty undies. Like every, oh. she's telling everyone. And then Sheila's like. But everyone knows they have a sex bed yeah, too. True. It's just so gross. It's, and then, it's all about exhibitionism with the two of them. And then Sheila yells out, if this was a movie, Sheila would have just yelled out the title of the movie. Because she goes, there's an underwear thief in Erinsborough. Yeah. T-M-I. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, also, can I just point out, by the way, how... How freaked out Nate is by Carl and Susan's sex life. And he's talking about, look, it's great. They can express themselves, but he's really weirded out by it. You know what? His is an appropriate um, response. Yeah. I'd be walking around with a sour look on my face if I... But can I just say, Nate's comedy acting is great. And they've used him for nonstop drama this whole time. And I think they really should get him into the more comedic. I really like Nate. I think he's really good for I think he was hilarious when he was disgusted by Carl. I couldn't stop laughing. It was great. Oh, but there was also that scene where, you know, Carl is bending over and (laughs) yeah, Nate's just looking at his bum and it was hard to tell, yeah, whether it was disgust (laughs) or longing. I'm I'm leaning more towards the disgust. A little from column A, a little from column B. So Sheila decides she wants to claim back the night. Then Sonia gets all hopeful and says, how about a topless protest like the girls did the other day and we said in the last neighbor yeah. it's me and cj that sonia would have definitely done the free the nipple tops oh yeah off. but they were just sitting in the pub like chumps yeah if, if someone had asked her she would have been all for it so now yeah. she wants to get in on the action but no loosen that caftan sonia no their solution is to set booby traps <laughs> and they're about to plot this out but then they spot kyle walking around with a giant bag of undies yeah And now, just finally touching on this on Wednesday, back to Damba and their foolish Mm. wedding plans. Oh, good God. They've decided they want to follow in Scott and Charlene's footsteps and book the church. The beautiful stone church that Scott and Charlene got married in, walked down the aisle to Suddenly by Angry Anderson. As did you. As did I. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, look, there's been plenty of neighbours' weddings in there over the years. Yep. And they found out that it's available in either 18 months or five weeks. Yep. So instead of going, you know what, I'm 19, I might just see how uni's going for me. Yeah, 18 months sounds good. No, they go, you know what, five weeks, let's do it. Yep, yep. Why wouldn't we? Exactly, yeah. A really nice moment that I loved from this episode Mm. was was when Paul goes to get a coffee from Lauren and he tips her 20 bucks because he knows they've lost all their money. He's got a finger in every pie. How the hell did he find out about that? Did he steal the money? No, he would have found out because Daniel 
Amber would have told Daniel, Daniel would have told his uncle. I guess so. But my God, that grapevine moves fast. <laughs> but I just love the fact that he thinks 20 bucks is going to make a dent. Probably will. Like, they probably were only like 20 bucks short. They're like, oh yeah, we can feed the family. Mate, here, look, here's my solution. Stop giving your whole family free crap from the cafe. Yes, true. That's going to have an impact. They're eating the profit margins. Now, while they're both there, their phones ping and some save the dates have come through for oh. Daniel and Amber's wedding. Oh, imagine how rude if your daughter just texted you to give Texts you, a, yeah. you the wedding date. Yeah. Doesn't even check with their parents. They don't even check with their parents that they're all free in five weeks. Exactly. There could be a cafe convention that Lauren's invited uh, And to. you know what? Etiquette, wedding etiquette is such that you need to send out the actual invitation six weeks in advance. Oh, right, right. Let alone the save the dates. <laughs> Well, maybe that is, maybe they're going to do the invite by text tomorrow or something. (laughs) And so then we leave Wednesday with Paul and Lauren looking at each other and going, let's join forces and sort this out. Yeah. When there's stuff around your house that's busted up and not so grouse, or there's something that needs nailing, am I right? I'll be down there in a while. Just call me, dial a Kyle. 1-800-DIAL-A-KYLE. Oh, shit, I forgot to get a phone number that spells something. 1-800-758-746-767. This is Neighbours, you're with Vaya and Kate, and we're back on the undies. George is rifling through Kyle's bag and sees a stash of undies in there. Look, I would really be questioning my husband if his mother and his auntie's undies have been disappearing and suddenly they're in his backpack. Yeah, yeah. I'd be going, what have I got myself into at this stage? And then Kyle's outside, meanwhile, and he finds... Now, this was a shot from the 2015 teaser promo that we all enjoyed. Mm, mm. Bossy holding the pink bra in her teeth. And he she's, ca- Bossy's the best. She's awesome. So she's been stealing underwear off the line. Mm. And we think, well, mystery solved. It was the dog. She's a cattle dog. That do- They can jump. They jump onto cow's backs. Yeah. So then Kyle opens the shed and sees this whole stash of underwear that bossy's been taking i'm not 100 percent sure that cattle dogs can undo shed doors but, <laughs> but you know bossy's exceptional bossy's very well trained not by kyle mm. she was trained mm. before he mm. got her mm. now he goes inside and there's a really cute moment where georgia tells kyle sweetie i'm gonna stand by you like no matter what you're going through so she assumes he's gone around wearing women's knickers i love that because they've been married less time than i've been married yeah i would hit the freaking roof <laughs> <laughs> What the hell is going on? You didn't think to mention this? (laughs) Then we go back to Sonia and Sheila having a brainstorm and Tarage is involved. And I've got to say, there's not been enough Tarage lately. No, there hasn't. My my goodness, she'd have some big bras to steal as well. Yeah, that's why she's livid. She's Mm. like... Imagine how expensive they'd be. Yeah, she's got to custom order those ones. Yeah, yeah. So she's not just popping down to Kmart. No. Like the rest of them. And... Yeah, not enough to rage. Maybe the actors had some annual leave or something because yeah. she's been missing and I've missed her. Um, now, they're not buying the bossy story. So it comes out that Kyle says Bo- bossy's been taking the underwear. And the, these women are like, no, she can't jump over the fences. We don't buy this. I think she can. I think she can possibly undo like a snip lock to go through gates as well. Yeah. I'm all about it being bossy. They all leave their doors open. She can get through a, a variety of ways. Exactly. And she's look, she's got so much charm. They just yeah. go, oh, look. Yeah. Little bossy's in her backyard again. Then they, they move to suspecting Carl because Sonia blabs that he was the Book of Secrets author. Yeah, thanks, Sonia. Don't trust her with any secret. How about Carl just puts the word around again that how she was a prostitute? 
because that's what my revenge would be. And they, they're all gathered around like the three Macbeth witches, Sonia, mm. Sheila and Terage. And then they all look over and they spot Carl rifling through a shopping bag full of undies. <laughs> you know what my theory is with that? Yeah. He's just grabbed some abandoned undies from the Lassiter's lost and found. <laughs> we already know there's a garbage problem. Yeah, There's yeah. a waste management issue. He's just gone, oh, you know, I stayed here a few nights ago, I th- but I think I left my phone charger behind. Can I have a look in your lost and found? It's like, sweet, G-bangers. <laughs> Jackpot. So they've all let Susan know, and then she has to confront Carl and say, look, are you the undies thief? And it turns out, no, he's not, but it's even worse. Because what Carl has done is gone out and bought Susan some discounted undies on sale. That he can't return. For a Valentine's Day gift. And Susan looks horrified. She's like, you bought me cheap discount undies. He probably got it at the Bric-a-Brac store. It's probably Kate's oh, old no, stuff. it's used undies. <laughs> no, but he used a voucher and the voucher will come back into play later oh, in the week. Oh, God, yeah. And he says he can't return them, but what he has bought in the last couple of days, and this is why he's been walking around with a wedgie, is a G-string. Look, it's not exp- it's not explicit, but it's implied. Yeah. And look, this is where the record screech needs to happen. Yeah. Because I need to tell, to share with our listeners the story of the time I saw Dr. Carl in real life in a G-banger. What are you talking about? Well, a number of years ago... Neighbours did a charity performance of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. Carl played Brad. Izzy played Janet. Carmella's mum played um, Dr. Frankenfurter. I can't remember. There was other people sure. in it too. Yeah. Carmella's mum. Yeah, no, can you remember her? <laughs> I can't. I can barely remember her. Wow. Anyway, and of course, at the end, Brad is all dressed up in the sexy lingerie. So they do that scene. And then after it finishes, um, Carl comes out onto stage, still kitted up in his gear to, to thank everyone. Because it was a charity performance. And then he goes to thank like the musical director or something, turns around, so he's backs to the crowd, and then bows down in a we are not worthy style pose oh while he's wearing a G string. And yeah, there was like there was an audible gasp from the crowd. Um, and then did you have to have a charity benefit concert to raise money for all the psychological treatments <laughs> exactly. you all needed after that? The great thing was was that um, Nat, Nat Bass oh, told him no. off for doing that. Oh, so Nat- she's like, oh, God, stop it. She like, like, like used her hands to protect our eyes. I miss Nat Bass. She was good. Oh, she was sass. Wow. That's, mm-hmm. look, I'm floored. And look, it was great. If they ever do another one, I'd go and see it. But yeah, avert your eyes, children. Look, wow. And the thing is, we're a bit disturbed, but Susan was not disturbed. She became Randy when she found out he had a G-banger on. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's walking around like he's got hemorrhoids. <laughs> It's not sexy. He's not comfortable. No. So we don't know. We leave the undies storyline. We get to Paul and Lauren joining forces. They put their heads together. They want to stop this ill-advised wedding. And Paul says, oh, you can control anyone with money and power. And I've got both. And Lauren says, it's no. Worked, it's worked well for him in the past. Yeah. yeah. And Lauren says, no, no, no. In this case, they're hippies. We need to have heart-to-hearts with them. Yeah. But Paul's, look, Paul's all, all about the Machiavellian yeah. <laughs> scheming. But So they bring in Lou. They call in Lou, which is your first mistake. You don't involve Lou. Lou's never done anything no. sensitive in his life. No. So they get him to sit down with Damba and to try and talk some sense into them. And those two kids turn it around on him in about 14 seconds. Yeah, yeah. They've outwitted him. Yeah. Not they... difficult. And um, Daniel kept on referring to Madge. Yes. 
because so Lou's saying this is an impulsive decision and they said but what about if you'd made an impulsive decision and declared your love for Madge look they're just whitewashing this whole Madge situation yeah she was an old crabby voiced harpy and she didn't want a bar of Lou no no she chose Harold because he was a bit of a sensitive sweet man yeah but um my biggest issue with this why is Daniel calling his grandma Madge? I never yeah. refer to my deceased grandma as Edna. It's always well, Nana. Madge is a great name. Yeah. If my Madge. Nana was Madge, I'd be yeah, calling yeah. her Madge. <laughs> so, and you know how some Nanas, they just want, they don't want to be thought of as grandma. Like, a bit of a groovy grandma. Yeah, just call me Madge. Yeah. yeah. Just call me Madge. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically Daniel says, look, if I marry Amber, you're going to share great grandchildren with Madge. I feel like they've already been linked before. Yeah. Surely they've intermarried in some way. There's some there's gotta be a Venn yeah. diagram out there <laughs> that links Lou and Madge without these two Fools. idiots yeah. figuring it out. So the Lou plan fails. He's mm. like, Yeah, Madge, yeah, you kids go for it. So then Paul's like, Oh Jesus, I'm just gonna have to sort this out. And his plan is genius, actually. Yeah. He goes over to is da- it Daniel. He, yeah, he goes to Daniel and he says Look, if you put off the wedding for 18 months, I'll buy the um, Turner's house and rent it back to them. For cheap. Yeah. yeah. For eight, he's going to buy this $800,000 property. Mm, which, look, I love because I love Paul investing a bit more money yes. in Ramsey Street because you know there's a plan behind it. And you want the Turner's indebted to Paul. You exactly. want that. And you know Paul's just going to like build, buy the rest of Ramsey Street and then knock it down to build a shopping mall. Yes. Yeah, he'll have a monopoly. <laughs> or a freeway extension, one of the two. So I think this plan is fantastic. Yeah. And I just love that, you know, like stupid old Lauren and Matt went from owning a house to now being destitute. <laughs> exactly. They'll all be living in their cars. Yeah. Now, they turn this down, which I think is pretty selfish. It like, is. They're not bailing it's their so parents selfish. out. Yeah. Like, let's not bail our parents out. Yeah. Let's just keep them in debt and we'll keep having our airy fairy mm-hmm. wedding. Look, but to be honest, if I was Amber, I'd probably be like, you know what? Munter's moved out. I'm seconds from moving out. Maybe it's time to downsize to a two-bedroom yeah. house that doesn't have a pool. Yeah. And that pool's going to be having a lot of maintenance costs. Yeah, and isn't in Erinsborough, and maybe, you know, you could whack 300 grand off that yeah. mortgage. I would have been paving over that pool the second that mortgage <laughs> was planned. <laughs> now, the episode ends with Kyle. He's... He's clucky. He's baby crazy. And Toadie gives very good advice and just says, just put it all out on the table. Be honest. Mm. You've got to be both on the same page about this. Yeah. Now, look, I had forgotten at this stage that Georgia had a miscarriage last year and it was actually coming up to a year's anniversary of yes, that. Yes, because they were broken up at the time. Yeah, because he was off banging Kate. Or, yeah, Kate. <laughs> so Georgia's wary of the risks. Because Georgia is financially supporting yeah, Kyle. the two of them anyway. Yeah. yeah. And look, they live in a house with his mom, oh, sorry, his grandma and his auntie. Yeah, it's like a full house situation. Yeah. Like Uncle Jesse's about to move in. There's exactly. so many people in that place. <laughs> so they go off to practice the baby making. Mm. For some reason, they've forgotten how, to, how it's well, done. Because it's the week of source. Yeah. Then Kyle's like, go off the pill now. Go off right now. Anyway, he goes outside. She's about to chuck the pill into the bin. Yes. She's having second thoughts. Sticks it back in her handbag. She doesn't chuck the pill away. I was applauding her at this stage. <laughs> Kyle is a dimwit. They're not ready to have No, a they're not. And also the other thing she told him is we have to keep this quiet. I don't want everyone knowing about this. Oh, that's where your, your um, Chekhov's gun comes in. <laughs> yeah. So we get to Friday. Friday is one of my favourite episodes mm. in a long while. It was a hoot. 
Shall we wrap up the Kyle and Georgia storyline first? Or? Oh, yeah, because that's not the fun bit yeah. of Friday. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so we start with, okay, it's Valentine's Day morning. Kyle gives Georgia a box of chocolates. And he's making this disgusting smoothie because he's seen what Chris and Lucy were doing to yeah. prepare for... Let's, the second you see spirulina shakes, you know something's up. He doesn't even go 40 seconds without keeping this secret. Blabbing. Yeah, blabbing. Because... So Sheila walks in and says, oh, can I have some of that? And There's no way in hell Sheila would have even touched that. No. It doesn't have coffee in it and it doesn't have sugar. No. And Kyle's like, no, nah, you don't want this. It's pretty gross. It's to help with me boys. <gasps> don't talk about your sperm to your grandma. Just, no. Just saying, like, that's good life advice. Yeah. Don't talk about your sperm to your grandma, especially at breakfast time. <sighs> just lots of advice I'm putting out here yeah. for people that want to take it on board. Just don't you talk about your sperm to your grandma. That's yep, all I'm yep, saying. Yep. And Georgia does this huge eye roll, like, oh, God, my husband's an idiot. Yeah. She's, she's going, oh, thank Christ, I'm still on the pill. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking extra. I'm going to go get another packet. <laughs> exactly. I'll just go and get one of those implants. Because <laughs> then Sheila twigs and says, oh, I've, I've always wanted to be a great grandmother. Meanwhile, she'd be the youngest great grandmother in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if I was Georgia, I'd be getting right down to Dyla Carl and putting my husband's nuts in a vice down there. (laughs) You are in so much trouble. So Georgia goes for a walk and in the murder rotunda. Yeah, just chilling, just chilling there. Just some nice peaceful vibes where your friend died. and (laughs) She's probably just sitting there smiling going, yeah, she had it coming. (laughs) And Susan finds her and gives her some nice sympathetic words about getting over a miscarriage. And so... Georgia goes and stares at the rose bush they planted for the baby. Which, did they? Because I was looking at that bush oh. going, that's a good few years old. So <laughs> so Georgia was just staring at a random plant? I think so. Was it in Toadie's backyard as well? <laughs> I can't remember. So Georgia found a plant that she connected with. Yeah, it was like an iceberg rose. <laughs> and just stared at it for the rest of the episode. So now, Paige. Paige's plan, right? Mm. So she has sent out this text to Bryson, the I, the catfisher. Yeah. And he's hopped on a plane. Yeah. Do you want to come to Melbourne? Quick sticks too. Like he had he's all this. to go. He had all his paperwork oh, sorted. I just thought of who he could be. What, 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 what? Harold. Mm, okay. Harold's coming back. Um, Harold does not know how to use a computer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I pick holes in your theory. So... Look, Paige needs to look at her grandfather for some money-making advice and just become a gigolo like, like he was. <laughs> but Lou gives her some great words of wisdom. Like He's like, look, I've lost so much money over the years, love. Don't even worry about it. As long as you've got your family, you'll be all right. Yeah, as long, you'll be all right because you'll be like, you know, approaching 70 and living with your daughter and yeah. unable to pay any rent. And like with no assets. And saving Because that, that's a bright future. And saving all your loose change for... Quick trips to Cambodia. And still just working in her cafe because there's nothing else to do. Oh, what a sad tale. Yeah, wow. So Paige realises Bryson has landed. He sent her a text. He's on the Sky bus. He's heading for Erinsborough. (laughs) He'll see see you soon in um, Power Street. Now, how did she not... Paige, you've you've let us down this week because he's had like 48 hours to Mm. book the flight, get on the plane, pack a bag... She's had some time to cancel her shift at the cafe to get ready. For yeah, this. yeah, yeah. She's had some time. 
because she asks Imogen legal advice about how can you record mm. someone without their consent. She's had some time to find herself a saucy dress and the world's biggest lily to stick behind <laughs> her ear. But she didn't do any Googling about how the legalities of recording a yeah. conversation. I love that yeah, her first priority, rather than going to meet him, was just to go and glam up. Yeah, she looked amazing. Mm. And she does always prioritise looking glam. Yeah, yeah. When she needs to. But I just think... Love, you had two days. You couldn't have exactly. sorted out the particulars of this rendezvous. Mm. Couldn't have organised, yeah, bloody um, Brennan to come and just, you know, observe from behind the bushes. Yeah, he loves a bit of that action. Yeah. So, all right, now we need to get to the most amazing development of the week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, just when we thought we'd covered bad tattoos a couple of weeks ago with Paige's um, Sharpie oh, yeah. flank tattoo. Yeah. Bad tattoos explode all over the street mm. this week. Okay, so Kyle, Chris and Tony have gathered in the waterhole and they are discussing, comparing notes on what they all got their significant others for Valentine's Day. So we know Kyle got the chocolates for Georgia. Chris has flowers and wine for Nate. That sounds very generous. And mm. then Brad. Brad kills it with this line. This is my favourite. Brad mm. walks past and they go, Brad, what did you get to raise? And he goes... Oh, hot, hot air balloon right over the Yarra Valley, followed by a champagne breakfast. <laughs> That's great. I want that. But you know, poor Tarage actually paid for that. Yeah, she organised that. This is this is why I love that exchange because clearly Tarage has bookmarked redballoon.com on mm. the family computer with a post-it note for Brad saying, "Get this." Exactly, Done. and here's my credit card details. Yeah, sorted. That's mm. why I love that. And he's like, mm. "Yep, yeah, I've got. I'm across it." And then the boys all look dejected, like, "Oh." We, we've got crap presents. You know what? I'd just be happy with a bunch of flowers yeah, and, an, and a dinner out. That's all you need yeah. to. It's just Valentine's I Day. I thought Kyle nailed it. He made, he got chocolates for Georgia and he made her breakfast. Exactly. It was perfect. Yeah. So then so for some reason, this is Josh gets involved and that's where it all goes south. Yeah. Well, because he brings the weird stalker. Is he the one that vibe. said, t- what about a tattoo? Is he the one that says it? I don't know. Well, he says, is that a tattoo or something? Yeah. But then suddenly they all look at each other and they're like, yeah, we can show them how much we love them by getting their t- names tattooed on ourselves. Oh, come on. Everybody knows it's relationship poison to get no, somebody's name tattooed on you. Yeah. If Johnny Depp taught us all. Why no forever? You do not get your mm. partner's name on yourself. Mm. So... They're looking at designs. Then Carl comes in and he starts giving them doctory advice. Like, yeah. You want to be careful when you inject yourself with the blah, blah, blah. And this is where I tweeted. Ah, so this is how the hep C outbreak started in Erinsborough. <laughs> and which, and then Carl brings up hep C. I'm like, that's great. Yes, fantastic. And then someone says, chicks love tattoos. And you know what? I could take or leave a tattoo. Yeah, I'd be worried. I'd be going, oh, no, this is bad juju. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, especially all at once. It's not a mm. footy trip to Bali. Like, calm down. Mm. Those four don't even really hang out altogether. No, They're no. bonding over this experience. So Carl suddenly pulls out his coupon, his 20% off voucher. It's on the back of a, what looks uh, like a shopper docket. It's a shopper docket. He's carrying it around in his pocket. He's like, 20% off, boys? And then... And then, um, yeah, Christos raises the um, point... Maybe we shouldn't be going to somewhere for, to discount tattooers. Yeah, it's like, this is something you pay full price for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> firstly, yeah. firstly, how can Kyle even afford a discount tattoo? Like, he can't afford new tools. Exactly. But Georgia. Some, It'd be Georgia's yeah. credit card. Or someone spotted him. Like, Carl's like, or not Carl. Uh, Toddy. Toddy's like, like, oh, I'll show my cousin a good yeah, time. My, I'll, be, I'll be good. You're my cousin-in-law. I got you, mate. Mm. So... 
the next scene, they're back. Mm. Done. Like, it usually takes a couple of hours to get a tat, doesn't it? You'd think so. Or to at least go to the place, pick the design, get it done, yeah. come back. So they've come back to the pub, they've had the tats done, and then this is the first time they, they look at them. Don't you look at it in the place? I'm pretty sure the tattooist would show you in the mirror what your tattoo actually looks like. You should be able to watch the whole thing happen in the mirror behind <laughs> yeah, yeah. you. Well, they're a pack of idiots, so I guess that explains yeah, yeah. itself. And then we first see Chris's. So Chris takes his shirt off and we see the word Georgia <laughs> on Chris's back. That Chris, was great. Chris wasn't is a it? gay man and his boyfriend is Nate. He's not going out with Georgia. This you is know, a mistake. I've got a solution for him. Yeah. Start dating a man called George. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> George Adamopoulos. There'd be a nice so Greek. So it'd be George A. Oh, there'd be a nice Greek man down at the Greek community hall. Exactly. <laughs> hanging out. Then it kind of dawns on them all, and then one by one, they all check each other's bodies. So Kyle, he's got a Susan. Kyle has Susan, which is adorable. Mm. I would. He should keep the Susan tat. Yeah. <laughs> he should just get another dog and call it Susan. Yeah. <laughs> and just get bossy and Susan. <laughs> and so Carl has, Dr. Carl has Sonia. Yeah. Yep. And the best one. The best one. Yeah. Toadie has Nate. And line of the week, right here, he goes... Why do I have your boyfriend on me bum? <laughs> he needs to change that to mate. <laughs> and a thumbs up beside it. <laughs> he has his boyfriend on his bum. bum. Oh, it's fantastic. Mm. So they then this is some great intercutting for the rest of the episode. Mm. So each boy trudges home, tail between his legs with the wrong name on his person. And yeah, then yeah. so they each walk in and the other partner has done a little Valentine's Day setup. Yeah. So Chris goes home to Nate and Nate set up a little romantic soiree in the hot tub. Yeah, with a with a bit of a cheeky smile on his face yeah, too. He looked really sweet. And so Chris is just trying to keep his back away from Nate the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So Toadie goes home and Sonia. Yes. Sonia's wearing a different caftan this time and she actually looks really adorable. She looks so cute. But she's tied actual donuts to the caftan. Yeah, donuts and mixed lollies. And she's even wearing licorice all sorts as her earrings. Oh, we've got a photo. We'll put it up yeah. on facebook.com slash neighbours podcast. <gasps> she looks really cute, doesn't it's she? It's so cute. She's got licorice all sorts as earrings and Maltesers. And she's tied donuts, all different flavours and lollies all over herself. It is adorable. And she, what a fantastic gift idea. She is kind of white-handing his light and easy diet, though, with that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean... It's given me some great ideas. Like, I'm going to workshop that. I'm going to head down to the lolly aisle yeah. and see what I can come up with with some needle and thread. Some strategically placed strawberries and cream. Yeah. So, but Toadie doesn't have time to be excited. Well, he's a bit excited. He starts eating the donuts off her straight mm. away. And Carl goes back to um, Sue's. Yep. So, Sue's has left a little trail of heart chocolates. And she's the first one onto this. Because Carl winces in pain. Which you'd think she'd be used to, like, yeah. that because, you know, from the paddling he'd cop every night. Yeah, he's getting old too. He's got aches and pains. Exactly. And she straight away is like, what's going on? Something's up. Like, she's onto it. Mm. And, oh, but they talk about how long they've been married for. And apparently yeah. it's 37 years. And he says... And I'm like, excuse me, you've been divorced and remarried, both of you, in that time. Well, he skipped over that and said, oh, we've had a few intermissions. I know, but no, no, I'm sorry. If you get divorced... The clock starts again. Yeah, start again, mate. Yeah. Two years. So um, we go back to Tony and Sonia and she's like, 
He's eating donuts off of her and she goes, let's ditch the food and get rude. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> There's a mood killer. Yeah, it was a cringe, cringe moment. She was doing well with the crafts and then she she fell down then, in the execution. And then I feel um, Toadie kind of faked his injury by um, you know, faking busting his ass again. Yeah, so he's like, oh, no, he's in pain. He's got his ass out of, out of alignment. And then, so we cut back to Carl zipping up his pants. He's just so shown mm. Susan that he's got, um, who did he have? Sonia's Sonia. name. So- Susan has lost her shit. She is pissing herself laughing. Mm. She says, this is the best Valentine's Day of my whole life. This is hilarious. <laughs> then the boys return to the pub for the third time that day, can mm. I just say. They've been to the water hole for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Yeah, like Christos is like dried off from the hot tub. <laughs> did we see George's response to it? No. That's weird. Because George is off looking at a tree. Oh, the rose bush. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So they all come back and and we don't know now what's going to happen. Is someone going to pay to get them removed? But we're, I don't know where they're going to get mm. the money. Maybe they'll have some kind of shirtless car wash or something. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's part of the Erinsborough Festival. Um, but anyway, I enjoyed that immensely. I just, they were all a pack of idiots and they got their comeuppance and mm. it was perfect. And there was a donut caftan. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> what more does one want? And finally, we leave the week with the cliffhanger. So mm. Paige is sitting on a bench, park bench. In the grove of trees, which yep. there's always dramatic events there. That's mm. where Kate lost her shoes. Yep. And every time someone goes there, I'm like, keep an eye out for her shoes. And look, here's Internet 101 for the kids listening. If you're going to, first of all, don't plan to meet a stranger from the internet. Secondly, if you are... Unless it's us. Yeah. Do we, well, yeah, we was, we didn't know each other before we started <laughs> tweeting about neighbours. Then I just turned up at her house one day and, oh, look, it I, turned out all right in the end. I had some recording equipment going. <laughs> <laughs> there was a blue box in the corner. But we were tweeting for about three years before we met. Exactly. <laughs> but I actually hadn't seen a photo of you, I don't think. No, no, I was just some random who turned up. <laughs> I thought a cat was going to arrive. I know, I'm not actually remued, by the way. <laughs> Okay, so the next piece of advice is to meet someone in a public place. She could have met at Grease Monkeys. Actually, that's true. The first time I came here, I brought my husband along just so he could cast an eye over you. There you go. I I didn't have any weapons. We were good to go. So, yeah, um, meet in a public place, not in a park, not in a secluded park. Don't wear a giant lily behind your ear. Yeah. Because that's just bad fashion. Because that pollen will get it all over your clothes. She's going to get hay fever. It's a disaster. And then... We see someone, there's a shadow of someone lurking in the bushes and then we stop. And then next week we can't find Paige and the giant lily is blowing in the breeze. (laughs) Like a tumbleweed. Yeah. So that's the week. Loved it. Yeah, it was was a good week. So now our question of the week, if you head to Beamly.com on the Neighbours show page, we'll be hanging out there. We're going to post a question and we want to know out of all the Valentine's Day celebrations between each couple, which one would you have preferred? Nate and Chris in the hot tub. Carl and Susan with the chocolates. Kyle and Georgia with the breakfast, handmade, homemade breakfast, and, and a spirulina shake. a shake, or Toadie and Sonia with the DIY donut caftan, or yes, drab and parade <gasps> and the hot air balloon. Yeah, hot air ding, bal- ding 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 ding. <laughs> we have a winner. <laughs> hot air balloon ride over the Yarra Valley with a champagne breakfast. Yeah, although bing. <laughs> I kind of want to say donut caftan. It was. It was very cute. Hashtag donut caftan all the way. Mm. So jump on Beamly, make make a profile and find us on there and then leave your answers. I'll make a post 
And please send us your tweets during the week. If you tag at Neighbours Pod on Twitter, then I'll see them. And I'm lazy, so I won't have to go through and look for them. Mm. You can follow me on Vaya Pashos. And I'm Remude. And facebook.com slash Neighbours Podcast is where you can find our fun pics that we'll post. Please keep your comments coming through. We love them. And drop us an iTunes review if you can spare one. That would be awesome. Yes, please. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.